0: Why don't you uh, take your Bible and turn to Psalms 15 just for a minute. We've been talking about integrity, and uh, hopefully today we're going to finish up. We want you to see, we read this chapter already, and I'm not going to read, but just part of the first two verses, because I want you to see and, and understand the significance of genuine integrity. Notice what he says here. O Lord, who may abide in your tent? Who is going to be able to remain in your presence? Ken just read that great chapter out of John about abiding in him. The word abide means to stay, to remain, to fix yourself there. And uh, he says if you're going to bear fruit, you're going to have to abide in him. Here he says, who may abide in your tent? who may dwell on your holy hill. He says, He who walks with integrity. Okay? Integrity is absolutely significant. It's absolutely critical if we're going to remain in the conscious awareness of God's presence. We can't be hypocritical in God's presence. We can't pretend in His presence. We can't be one thing today and another thing the next day. And... So as you read this, I know that we, when we first started talking about integrity, we were probably looking for a formula or, okay, a list. I, I've always heard it said that integrity is what you do when nobody's looking. Well, that's partly true, but it's why you do what you do or don't do when nobody's looking. Okay? I cannot do the wrong thing for the wrong reason. That's a triple negative, okay? I cannot do the wrong thing for the wrong reason. It has more to do with my heart than it has to do with the expression that comes out. And so we ended up last week by giving some characteristics of integrity. And a life of integrity has difficulty receiving counsel because they must be right. They must be in control. And uh, it was Dietrich Bonhoeffer that said, The man who ceases to listen to men will soon cease listening to God. Now, that doesn't mean that you value people's opinions about everything, but it says if you cease listening to the counsel of men, pretty soon you'll stop listening to God. And the only person you'll listen to is yourself. And I have found that I'm not the best counselor for myself. I can be deceived. Anyone can be deceived. And so it's, in, it's very significant that we have people in our life that speak counsel, that have God's heart for us. So this morning I want to talk about where does integrity come from and how is it developed? Where does it come from and how is it developed? There's two phrases I want, you to, want to introduce you to, and I want you to see those woven through everything that I share with you this morning. Here they are. Wholeness of heart. Wholeness of heart and integrity of life. Wholeness of heart and integrity of life. It is impossible to have integrity of life without having wholeness of heart. You will always be divided. You will always be pretending. Wholeness of heart and integrity of life. The outward expression of my life is a picture of the inward condition of my soul the outward expression of my life is a condition of the is an expression of the inward condition of my soul and listen that's beneficial not only for ourselves but when we have a tendency to judge other people we have a tendency to see other people and, and you know you know why we judge people because they sin different than us. They don't sin like us. People that sin like us, we're okay with. Those people that sin differently, those are the people that we judge. And so we look at the outward expression and we make a judgment. But the outward expression is only an expression of the condition of the soul. And if we can understand that people do what they do Many times, because they have a broken heart, a broken soul, instead of just being quick to judge their behavior, it gives empathy for people. It gives understanding for people. It gives a compassion for people. What pain must this person be going through to demonstrate this kind of behavior? And how can I be an agent in helping to heal their soul? But it's important for us to understand that. It's not just the external behavior. Because the external behavior, the external expression of a life is a picture of the inward condition of my soul. Integrity doesn't come from keeping a list. That's outward. It doesn't come from taking a course. That's outward. It doesn't come from reading a book or adhering to any external code of conduct, or ethics, or morality, or living by principles. All of that is an outward thing that we do. And integrity has more to do, initially, with the inward condition of my heart. Integrity of life starts with and can only come from a soul that has been made whole. Okay, We can't have a fractured soul and have a life of integrity because it comes from here. And it's imperative that our heart be made so. My life will not express integrity as long as my soul is fractured. When that happens, then what James says becomes reality. He says, a double-minded man, a two-souled man, a broken Soul man, a fractured soul man is unstable in all of his ways. It affects every part of our life. And it's going to be difficult. I think it's practically, I think it's impossible to express integrity in our life when our soul is fractured, when it's still broken. And we talked about how the soul got fractured because of sin and because of the fall and the earth is fractured. And you can go back and listen to that. So I'm kind of Adding on top of that, my life will not express integrity as long as my soul is fractured. Integrity comes from a heart of wholeness that longs to have every part of my life express the purpose of God. Wholeness of heart comes from that longing, that desire to have every part of my life express the purpose of God. The twofold purpose of God we talked about is to bring everything under the authority of Christ and that Christ may come to have first place in everything. That's where a whole heart comes from when it says, I want the purpose of the Father fulfilled in my family. I want the purpose of the Father fulfilled in my job. I want the purpose of the Father fulfilled in my public life. I want the purpose of the Father fulfilled in my private life. And that starts... Those are all external. It starts by allowing my heart, my soul, to be put together under the authority of Christ. Then out of that will come integrity. Wholeness of heart. Wholeness of heart comes from yielding. And that's the word we're going to look at. Yielding the fractured parts of my soul to the one who is whole and resides in me. How do I get my heart whole? How do I allow for the wholeness of my heart to take place? Well, remember when the Spirit of God comes to live inside of us, he comes to declare this is mine. It comes to declare it's his. And he comes to declare a promise of what is to come. What is to come? He begins working in our life to make us whole, to make us complete. He begins to work in our life in such a way that we don't need anything external to be complete and satisfied and whole in our life. And the wholeness of heart comes as I yield to the one who is whole living inside of me. Integrity is expressed outwardly, as I yield inwardly to the one inside of me that is whole. And let me tell you what yield means. Yield does not mean to make a vow. Yield does not mean to make a promise. Yield does not mean to rededicate. Every one of those, every one of those expressions that we would say, well, that means we've yielded. We've, we've, I promised. I'm never going to do this again. I promise you. I, I, I swear. I take a vow to never do that again. That's not yieldedness. Because every one of those expressions gives an indication that I think I have inside of me what it's going to take to fulfill that. We wouldn't make a vow that we didn't think we had the ability to keep. We wouldn't make a promise if we didn't think we had the ability to keep that promise. But that's not what yield means. Yield means... I have nothing. I have nothing. I have nothing in myself to be what God wants me to be. I have nothing in myself to live out a life of integrity. I have nothing in myself to put my heart back together from what sin has done to it. I have nothing in me to do that. And I quit trying. I surrender. I yield to the one inside of me that has the ability to make me whole. I yield to the one within me that is integrity and rely completely on him to work his purpose in me. We put it this way. I yield all that I know of myself to all that I know of him. And then when I discover more about myself, what am I going to do with it? I'm going to yield it too. Why will I do that? Because I've already yielded everything I got. I've surrendered it to Him to be in me what He wants to be, to realize His purpose in my heart and in my life. We've been led to believe that God comes into our heart to help us realize our plans, our dreams, and our purposes. Nothing could be further from the truth. All of us have had plans, all of us have dreams, all of us have had visions of what we want our life to be, all of us have had a desire to want to do something or be something, and we've been led to believe, well, that's why Jesus came to live in your heart. He came to help you fulfill all of these things that you want to do. I learned right quick that wasn't true. All I ever wanted to be was a hunting guide. And God did not help me become that at all. And there was a tension. That's not what I want to do. The other thing I wanted to do is I wanted to be a traveling evangelist and a motorcycle with a cross on the back. And I could go in and preach and leave. And I didn't have to put up with people. God I I was seventy years old before I ever got a motorcycle. God does not come into our heart to help us realize our dreams and realize our purposes. He comes in our heart to help us realize His purpose, to equip us to realize His dream. God doesn't live in us to help us fulfill our plans. He lives in our heart to bring wholeness to it inwardly in order that integrity may be realized through us. A whole life, But it has to start there. The summing up of all things in our life in Christ. And that he might come to have first place in everything. It looks something like this. Christ comes to live in my heart. My fractured soul. Think of the grace that's involved in that. God didn't say, I want you to get your act together. And then I'm going to live in you. I want you to quit all this stuff, and then I'm going to come live in you. I want you to straighten up, and then I'm going to come live in you. But when I get to that place in my life, and we've talked about this, when I get fed up with all of that and I yield to him, I just yield to him. I don't work on me. I don't fix me. I don't correct me. I don't do all those. I yield to him. And even in that brokenness, even in that fracturedness, he comes to live inside of me. What's he coming here to do? He's coming to make me whole. He's coming to fill my life, to bring wholeness to this fractured soul that sin has devastated. He sets about making me whole. He sets about summing up everything under Christ. He sets about bringing Christ to have first place in everything. That's his part. He comes to live in me. Here's my part. I yield to his loving hand, and he works in me, to make me whole. That's all he's asking me to do is to yield to him. What does that yield look like? It means to agree, and it means to cooperate. Every time I do that, I'm yielding to his purpose. And so whenever I discover that I have a dream or I have a plan or I have a purpose that I've embraced, and it's just that, my dream, my purpose, my plan, what do I do with it? I yield it to him. I embrace his plan. I embrace his dream. I embrace his purpose and cooperate with him as he brings my soul into wholeness. This is what Jesus referred to in Matthew, Mark, and Luke when he said, I want you to love the Lord thy God with all your heart, all your soul, and all of your strength. And that word whole, all, means whole, with your whole heart, with your whole, I want it to come together, and when he comes to live in our heart, he brings, begins to work to bring it together to make it a whole heart that is surrendered to him in every area of our life, and our plans, and our dreams, and our thoughts, and our purposes. Wholeness of heart comes from yieldedness, integrity of life, comes from wholeness of heart. I'll say that again because that's the axiom that I want you to get. Wholeness of heart comes from yieldedness. Integrity of life comes from wholeness of heart. Remember what Romans 12 says? He says, Therefore, I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present. That word present? means to yield. I urge you to yield. I urge you to present, to yield your bodies, a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. There's a picture of what an altar looks like. There's a picture of what an offering looks like. There's a picture that someone brings an offering and they place it on the altar. Here he's saying, I don't want you to bring an animal. I don't want you to bring a dove. I don't want you to bring a grain offering. I don't want you to bring an oil offering. I want you to bring yourself and yield it in the same manner that that sacrifice is placed on the altar for me. And when the when the sacrifice is placed on the altar, the sacrifice quits working. Why? Because it's dead. It's dead. It doesn't try to work and accomplish what it wants to accomplish. It doesn't try to jump up on the altar and perform for God to get its approval. It has yielded completely. It doesn't get down off the altar. Now, we do. Well, what do you do when you get down off of it? Get back on it. What do you do when I take back what I have yielded to God? I yield it again. Well, I keep doing that. Good. Keep yielding. Yes, it's a one-time point, but it is a a lifestyle posture and attitude that says whatever comes into my life, I am yielded and get to him. I told you the story about whenever I was ordained in a Southern Baptist church, and uh, the way Baptists do it is they have an ordination committee, and uh, they pick a bunch of usually a bunch of men in the church and. And they ask you all these questions and see if you qualify. There's some theological questions. You know, what do you believe about this? What do you believe about that? And one guy said to me, yeah, well, what are you going to do with all the criticism you're going to get? You know, people are going to rag on you and people are going to disagree with you. And uh, then one guy said to me, he said, you know, I'm not concerned about the criticism that you get. He said, I'm concerned about the praise that you get. What are you going to do with that? Well, that, I, the guy that led me to the Lord had already answered that question for me. He said, everything that comes yielded to him. Everything that comes, transfer it to him. Now, I don't have to be religious about it. Oh, somebody says, well, that sure uh, blessed me. To oh, it was just God up there. Well, it looked like you. I don't have to keep reminding people of that. It's a condition of my heart. And when praise comes, thank you, Father. I yield to him, surrendered to him. I don't want, integrity says, I don't want anything in my life that doesn't come from the whole one. I don't want a purpose. I don't want dreams. I don't want plans. I don't want goals. I don't want thoughts. The whole one is working that within me, and my part is to yield to him. Philippians 2, verse 13 says, it is God Who is at work in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure? Why is God working in my life? Why is God working in my heart? He's working for his pleasure. The tension comes when I want him to work for my pleasure. The stress comes whenever I don't think he's working for my pleasure. And we haven't embraced the idea that he's not. He's just not. He's there for working his pleasure. And the word good pleasure means a gracious purpose, a good object being in view. As I learn in my heart through relationship with the whole one, then my life becomes transformed into the image of the whole one who resides within me. Hebrews 12, two, uh, Romans 12, two says, And do not be conformed to the world will be transformed by the renewing of your mind. What kind of renewing are we talking about? Well, we're talking about making that shift, our mind being renewed from everything being about me and my purpose and my goal and my dream and my desires to becoming his dream, his goal, his purpose, and his desire. That's when my mind is renewed. You can quote scripture all day long and your mind never change if you never allow it to change your attitude and your perspective and your view and your heart. And so much of the frustration we experience in our life is we're holding on. We have not let our mind be renewed. We have not renewed our mind to saying, I want God's perspective. I want his purpose. Whatever happens in my life, that's what I want to be realized in me. He says, don't be conformed to the world. will be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. It starts on the inside and it finds its way out. Integrity is not something I conform to merely by outward behavior. It is something God accomplishes from within me as I yield to him in relationship. And when that happens, I've never had anybody tell me this. I want to say this again. Integrity is something I co- is not something I conform to merely by outward behavior. It is something God accomplishes from within me as I yield to Him in relationship. Okay, and when I allow that to happen, when I yield to Him to do that work inside of me, I will know some things i will know how to choose what what honors him i will know how to choose what is an expression of his glory i will know how to do that from the inside out not because there's a list not because there's a list of principles that i had formed conform to, but it's because he's worked in my heart, and I know from the inside out how to choose and make those decisions. A life of integrity starts with a whole heart yielded to the whole one. From there, I'm led into a life of integrity that is an expression of the whole heart that resides inside of me. It's not principles. Integrity is that enter. Integrity is that inner voice crying out for expression. Letting us know how to walk and what to choose. It comes from the inside out. Integrity is not conformity to an external list. Integrity comes from the inside. And I have this conviction in my heart, I have this sense in my heart, this is what God wants me to do. Why would I have that? Because he's worked that in me. As I've yielded to him, he's worked his will in my heart, and I can know how to choose. I can know how to walk in obedience to him. And I can see a life of integrity. Integrity is that inner voice crying out for expression letting us know how to walk and what to choose. It's often ignored or drowned out by reason or lust, a strong desire, trying to justify our contrary actions. Now, I I know that's foreign to some of our understanding, but I'm telling you, God came to live inside of us to make us whole, that we could respond to life from here and not from out there. And when he makes our life whole, we begin to know in our very core being, this is what God wants me to do. This is the way he wants me to walk so often we, reason sets in. So often opinion sets in. So often, I've had so many people come to me for, for counsel. And I can tell within the first five minutes, they're looking for somebody to confirm what they want to do already. And counseling is very ineffective in those contexts. But when we have an honest heart, a heart that's been surrendered to him, yielded to him, and he's working wholeness in me, I will know inside of me what God wants me to choose. Isaiah 30, 21. It's a different context, but I want you to hear it in this context. Your ears will hear a word behind you. Quote, this is the way, walk in it. Whenever you turn to the right or to the left. End quote. There is a voice that comes from inside when that heart is surrendered to him. And I want to say to you young guys and young ladies, don't ignore that. When you're placed in a situation and everyone else is making a decision and something inside your gut says to you, this is not for you, listen to that. Listen to that. God is working wholeness in our heart so that we can make those decisions and see those choices. Now, let me say something about that voice. Number one, it will always align with Scripture because it's the Father speaking. It's integrity. It's the wholeness of my heart. It's the whole one inside of me making an expression, and it will never contradict Scripture. Second of all, it will always express the character of the whole one. It will always look like Jesus. won't look like me. It will look like his character and his nature. Third of all, it will always be open to godly counsel. Listen. The word of God, the will of God, can always stand an honest inquiry. You get people sometimes, well, I'm hearing God. Well, have you talked to me about, it? no, I, I'm, this is God. I know this is God. Well, what are you afraid of? If it's God and God puts people in your life who want your best interest at heart and only want the will of the Lord, it's going to be confirmed. It's going to be borne out. They're going to say, you know what, that looks like God to me but it's only when we want to do what we want to do and we want justification for it that we're not willing to listen. We can all be deceived, especially when we're going it alone, especially when we're taking it on our own. Now, I want to go back and I want to read two or three verses that we read the very first time we started this. And I pray that you begin to see what he's talking about here. Proverbs four twenty-three. He says, Watch over your heart with all diligence, for from it flow the springs of life. Watch over your heart. Make sure your heart is yielded. Make sure you've presented it to the Lord. Make sure you've surrendered it to him. Look over that. Don't allow anything to take charge of those areas, because out of it flows the issues of life. Watch over your heart with all diligence, for from it flow the springs of life. Put away from you a deceitful mouth, and put devious speech far from you. Let your eyes look directly ahead, and let your gaze be fixed straight in front of you. Watch the path of your feet, and all your ways will be established. Watch the path of your feet. Guard your heart. Watch over your heart with diligence. Only respond to what God is doing inside of there. And your ways will be established. Do not turn to the right nor to the left, but turn your feet from evil. Listen to Proverbs 11, 1 through 3. A false balance is an abomination to the Lord, but a just weight is his delight. When pride comes, then comes dishonor, but with the humble is wisdom. The integrity of the upright will guide them, but the unfaithful are destroyed by their duplicity. Duplicity means it's split, it's divided. When our heart is divided, when our heart is split, when we have never surrendered our heart to him to say, do whatever you want to with me, all I want is what you want. And then we read in Psalms 15.1 this morning, Lord, who may abide in your tent? Who may dwell on your holy hill? He who walks with integrity. Integrity comes. Integrity in my life comes from the wholeness of my heart. And the wholeness of my heart takes place as I yield to the whole one who lives inside of me. Okay? That's about as simple as I know how to put it. Now, here's some questions. We had home group leaders this week, and they said, give us some questions. Okay, here you go. Is the core of your being Christ, or is he just another compartment? Is the core of your being Christ by that what he wants, his desire, his heart? Is the core, do you live and only want what he wants in your life? in every arena, regardless of what it is. Is the core of your being Christ, or is he just another compartment? Here's the second one. Is there any one compartment you have difficulty yielding more than the other? Any one compartment you have difficulty yielding more than any other? Here's the third one. Are there any examples where the Father has led you into integrity, when outside pressure was saying, do something else? Have there been any situations in your life where everything else, maybe everybody else, maybe every circumstance, maybe the culture, maybe society was telling you to do this, but God inside of you was leading you to do something different, to walk in integrity of your heart? Okay? You can listen to those on Facebook or on the podcast. Steve's got those out. Last one. Any examples, are there any examples where the Father led me into integrity when outside pressure was saying, go another way? Act another way. Why would I want to do that? To be accepted by everybody. Why would I want to be accepted? Because my soul is fractured, and I'm looking for outside approval to make me feel good about myself. Wholeness says, I love you. I want to be friends with you. I want to be your spouse. But my value is not determined by your opinion. It's determined by Christ. Okay? Now, you're probably going to have to listen to this again. I it, we've covered a bunch of stuff over the last few weeks as we've done this. And, I, and I, I pray it has not become complicated. I pray it's summed up in this. Wholeness of heart will produce integrity of life. And wholeness of heart takes place as I yield to the Father in my life. Okay? any questions what'd you hear Jeremy um, So two things first um, could you say the three the three signs that it's his voice again okay it'll be in it'll, alignment with scripture it'll always be in line with scripture. it may not be a scripture verse but it will not violate Scripture, okay? It will not violate what's been written. That's one of the things that's important. How am I going to identify what he's saying now if I'm not familiar with what he said? What am I going to compare it to? Many times we compare what we hear with our emotions. We compare what we hear with our reason, and we draw the wrong conclusion. First of all, it will never violate Scripture. It will always align with Scripture. Second of all, it will always express the character of the whole one who lives inside of me. It will be an expression of his nature. Number three, am I open to godly counsel? Anyone can be deceived, especially when going along. Counsel from the Father can always stand an honest inquiry. And let me say something to you. This doesn't happen overnight. Okay? I know firsthand what it's like to live without integrity. I lived 21 years without integrity. I would lie when it was easier to tell the truth. I had so many compartments in my life. Every time i dated date a new girl... I'd have a new birthday. I'd have three or four birthdays a year. No integrity. No wholeness. You couldn't count on my word. You couldn't depend on my word. And when I met the Lord, it was a radical change to see the deception that I was living in. And to learn how to live differently takes time. And when you blow it, when you take it back, give it back. Don't beat yourself up with it. Don't wallow in it. Give it back. If you take it back, give it back. And then you take, give it back. Okay. So, but it takes. It's going to take time to develop that relationship with the Lord that we're confident in in, in Him speaking to us in that area. Does that help? Okay, Alex. You have a question? Okay, I thought you had your hand up. With <laughs> All right.